Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where we are probably going to have a sunset shortly. Um, And it hasn't rained all that much today. Actually, it rained earlier. But today is August 15th, 2021. And in Costa Rica, that is a special day. It is Mother's Day today. And um, Mother's Day here always occurs on August 15th. So if it's a Wednesday, it's Mother's Day. And things close down. The shopping mall probably doesn't. But some small businesses, yes, they are going to close on Mother's Day. And some businesses don't do business on Mother's Day. So it is like a national holiday. So if next year we have Mother's Day on Monday, which we probably will, it will be a holiday and shut down. And if you have someone who works that day, then I think you need to pay them um, time and a half or something. There's There's a rule about that with holidays here. But in any event, August 15th is Mother's Day in Costa Rica, and stores close, and it is taken very seriously, and it's not like the second Sunday in May or something. It's always a different day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in Costa Rica, and there's a couple things. Before I go into the astrology, I would like to discuss some astrology that I noticed the other day. All astrologers are not alike, and those of you who explore astrology on a deep level know that all astrologers are not alike. People have their specialties, right? Um, I have my specialties, other people have their specialties, we fall into these things that fascinate us, etc. So, however, there are lots of news outlets and astrological uh, places that you get Uh, information about astrology and maybe you get something from one place and it doesn't agree with what you read someplace else and sometimes there's videos and it's confusing and and I think since the internet has evolved um, it's better for astrologers because we get our voices heard more than we did in previous years before the internet Um, but you know, you know, you had to write a book or you had to write for a magazine or something before. We had to take an ad out. It's very complicated before. Um, but the internet has opened up the door for astrologers. And some information is very good. Some information is not. And someone with my level of experience um, who's been doing astrology most of their life can tell the not-so-clear, not-so-good astrology um, with, you know, with a blink of an eye. (laughs) So the other day I happened upon, I think it was Friday, I happened upon a news outlet, a popular news outlet that has lots of news from different sources. And don't ask me why I went there. Somehow I went there because I don't really look at the news. I try to stay positive in my brain. And so I wound up, because I think what caught my eye was this, this headline, what, what signs are not having a good day or something like that on Friday, or like, why is this astrology not good for these signs? Why is Friday's astrology not good for these signs? Something like that, that of course is eye-catching. You want to know, which signs are you talking about? These are very catchy news titles that I'm sure that the astrologers or the people who are writing these columns are being told to write something that's going to pull the person in. Well, that's the nature of news, right? So 
Um, and I say people writing these columns. And just as an aside, I knew someone in Brooklyn, a very nice person, who was a musician, not an astrologer at all. And she wrote the astrology column for a popular woman's magazine. And this was many years ago, um, but she did not know astrology at all. So you, if you don't know the astrologer's name and you don't know anything about them, you have to make sure that they're really an astrologer. Um, that's number one, because this woman I knew, who was very nice and a very good musician, she just made up whatever she felt like it for this popular woman's magazine, which is not good, but as from an astrologer's perspective. And I'm sure people hung on those words. So anyway, um, so that's something to be aware of. The other thing is that in this column, I, so I had to go look at it, right? And I was thoroughly annoyed. <laughs> Of course I was. Um, any real astrologer would have been because this person, whoever they were, I don't remember who they were and I don't remember the news outlet. It's better that way. Um, they gave this horrid forecast. These three signs are going to have a bad day on Friday. Now, albeit I tell you, I had a weird day on Friday and it was not for me, that article, okay? I was not one of the signs listed. Aquarius was not listed, but apparently other people were. And this would be what I would estimate to be a, a scary article for people who don't know. So when you see articles like this, why it's going to be a bad day, stay away. I can go through and filter them because I can tell you that what they're saying is false. Now, some of the things they talked about in the article, here are the aspects the sun is sextiling, or the moon is sextiling the sun. The sun is trying, something was trining Jupiter, something was, um, you know, so sun trying, you know, that's a good aspect, sun trying, you know, something trying Jupiter is a good aspect. Um, yeah, it was, it was moon trying Jupiter, moon sextile sun, the moon going into Scorpio, the, all of those were ridiculous. <laughs> this is why. And the moon was squaring Pluto. So I'm looking at my little calendar for Friday and the four aspects that happen on Friday were four aspects that happen every month. Okay. These aspects happen all the time and they are very mild and fleeting aspects, okay? So if the moon is sextiling the sun, that's a smooth aspect, okay? The moon trining Jupiter, that is a really good aspect. And these are opportunities. These are um, interesting and good and they make us feel better in, in our week. They lighten up our spirits. The moon is our mood, right? So these are all, you know, the moon was going from Libra to Scorpio. So the moon is in Scorpio. Yeah, the moon's in Scorpio every month. Every month the moon is in Scorpio. But, and they were acting as if the four of these things happening on the same day was unusual. It probably is not, considering where the planets are. It's not. This was really... You know, it made a little bit of smoke come out of my ears. This is really not helpful to people in the long run. So before you take seriously what a person says as a so-called astrologer, you should do your homework, okay? And if you like and you have your favorite astrologers, you should listen to them. And, you know, it's important to be reasonable within the scope of what we're discussing with people because 
this freaks people out. And I have had people tell me that, well, you know, I have friends that don't go to astrologers because they're afraid they're going to hear something bad. Yeah, because they read articles like this. And this is only to get people in to read the article, okay? And then if somebody tells you something's like bad for your sign, well, then you're going to keep coming back, right? When is it going to be good? When are they going to tell me it's going to be good? Because you're hooked. Look, don't do that, okay? Go to your favorite places who you know you can rely on because they're telling you the truth and they do it with compassion and empathy. And, you know, they are real astrologers, okay? So obviously I'm a real astrologer. You're listening to me. I'm a real astrologer. You know, my friend Ann Ortley, she's a real astrologer. My friend Whitney Howard, who is probably listening to this, she has Starland Alchemy. She's a real astrologer, okay? The, the Astro Twins, they're really astrologers, okay? Go to them. That's enough. Me, all those other three gals, they're good astrologers. My teacher, Michael Luton, he's a really good astrologer, but he puts up really bizarre, hilarious things. <laughs> And it's where he is and what he does. And he is a really good astrologer and he does really good work. But sometimes he's a little hard for people to understand. And, and, but he's good for an astrological chuckle. <laughs> so, so yes. Um, and these are the people writing columns. There's lots of other good astrologers out there. Uh, they don't do Instagram and stuff, you know. Um, but this is something that is important for people. It's really significant to make sure that, and with any news also, you know, what you're taking in is not eating away at you. Today they said it was going to be a bad day. Well, they didn't say it was going to be a bad day for me, and I had a weird day. It was just weird. Just the whole day was weird, right? So I, um, I just, you know, I went on with my day and did not indulge it too much, but I felt it was necessary to discuss at a great level because I want people to enjoy astrology, to embrace astrology and use it as a tool for enlightenment and to help themselves, you know, for advice and, and to feel like their life is being supported, not being, you know, taken from them. So when you see titles like that, it's like, no, <laughs> no, that's, that's not a good, that's not a good astrology article. Anyway, um, I think the Saturn sisters are also real astrologers. They're on Instagram. I don't know where else they write, but they're, they're on Instagram. They have very beautiful posts. Um, so, okay. Moving through this week. So where are we? We are having Venus enter Libra today. Yay. It's going to be later. Um, it's going to be, um, the annual event where Venus enters one of her own signs. So this is a really good, um, aspect for people because she provides us with balance and serenity and peace and calmness and all things beautiful. So if you're in an aesthetic mood and you want to go buy yourself something pretty, um, yes, this is a good time to do that. You know, Venus is in going into Libra. She'll be there, you know, around a month or so. And she is, you know, glistening in Tiffany's window, like I said last week. And she, you know, Venus and Libra is, is a good place for Venus. And so I think we're going to get some serenity from this and we're going to get some peace and quiet and some, so I hope some, 
uh, smoothness because we have to, and Libra's like about peace, you know, they really do love their peace. They don't like, you know, all sorts of chaos. They don't like messy. They like peace. And, and we want to be sure that we are in a peaceful place when we go into our day. I think that things have been particularly uh, weird and complicated, and I, I blame Mars and Virgo. <laughs> um, I blamed it on Instagram yesterday. Um, it's certainly what's been irritating me. Um, Mars and Virgo does cross over a lot of planets for many people who have planets in Virgo. And Mercury is joining Mars now, so it's the two of them together. So it's a little, it's sharp words, it's fast words, it's it's words that might sting a little bit because it's Mars. And they're not in stinging, Virgo is not a stinging sign, but it's a critical sign. And so Mercury rules Virgo and it's in its own place, and now Venus will be in its own place. And Leo, um, the sun is in Leo for another few days, and it will be in its own place so we have lots of things in in the dispositorship of their their own homes okay but you know mars and mercury together are you know they're that's going to happen on wednesday mars and mercury are going to conjunct on wednesday and you know i was saying yesterday on instagram that those of us who have um planets in virgo are going to feel these Mars-Mercury things going over our planets, and they may irritate us somewhat. Virgo, again, can be nitpicky, a little perfection-oriented, but also very hardworking. The best thing to do is keep your head down and work. Now, if you're if you're a person born in the 60s, like yours truly, then you are aware and you know your chart that, you know, there was Uranus and Pluto in Virgo for most of the 60s. And they do, they will, and they shall be triggered by Mars over these next weeks. And Mars is in Virgo till the 15th of September. So this is something that one needs to be aware of because anyone born with outer planets in Virgo, they are going to feel a little more agitated because Mars is triggering them. So I, if you are on Instagram and you haven't seen my post, you might want to go take a look at it. It's from yesterday. Um, so this is, this is where I want people to be aware and transcend and not get into arguments. Mars is, you know, definitely an argumentative planet and it loves a good argument. Any Aries will tell you that. Anyone like me with Mars on the sun will go, you know, we like that too. So, <laughs> so I try to raise my standards and transcend this kind of energy and not be critical and nitpicky and let everybody have their opinion. And I have been in like a number of different mm, uh, conundrums in the last week or so since Mars has been in Virgo with a variety of different people. And I feel that it is triggering a lot of stuff for people. And so everybody has an opinion and everybody digs at people and they think they're right. And Virgo thinks they're right a lot of the time because if they think that they're, you know, they can be critical. Um, but then again, they're extremely humble people. So they don't tell you like Aquarius, like we do, we think we're right. <laughs> but, you know, this is, um, 
this is something where I think people can be criticized or feel criticized or feel wounded. And this is something that we need to be aware of. And we need to use our words wisely, Mercury and Virgo, and not allow ourselves to be um, criticized for our own beliefs or our own actions. Okay, Mars. And so Mars and Virgo is something that I think, it only happens once every two years, but I think it can be um, a bit mm, uncomfortable. You know, I'll be nice, uncomfortable. It is best used, Mars is best used taking action. What's a good thing to do with Mars and Virgo? Start a new diet, start a new health protocol, get some new exercise going, move your body, um, get into the health realm, study some things about health that could enlighten you. And especially right now, I think it's important for everyone, we have the responsibility to inform ourselves about health. And that doesn't mean the mainstream narrative necessarily. That means digging in a little more and looking at ways that we can support our own health and take responsibility for our own health in ways that are comfortable for us. If that means taking more vitamins, great. If it means doing something else, great. Whatever it is that makes you feel good and that you are going to take responsibility for, then I suggest, you know, doing that as far as health is concerned. Maybe you want to start up, you know, you want to start running and you're going to be responsible for that. You're going to get a good solid pair of running shoes. You're going to not injure yourself and you're going to take it easy and take one step at a time as opposed to diving in and running five miles the first day. I ran five miles today. And then you're like completely sore and can't get out of bed tomorrow. It's all about you know, taking in what you can and being responsible for what you signed up for, no matter what it is, whether it's mainstream or whether it is not. Okay, so that's that's Mars and uh, Mercury in Virgo. Moving right along, uh, the big, big, big news of the week is that the planet Uranus is going retrograde, and it's going to do this on Thursday the 19th, and it's going to be doing that in the evening hours in my region of the world. Um, so Uranus is going retrograde. This is big because it is the last of the planets, the outer planets going retrograde. That means that Neptune has been retrograde, Pluto has been retrograde, um, and now Uranus is going retrograde, but Saturn and Jupiter are also retrograde. And this is important because now all the big guns, the big guys, the outer planets are all stepping back and asking us to be um, here of our inner motivations. Okay. So, and they ask us to go back and review where we have been in these months. Now, Uranus is going retrograde at 14 degrees of Taurus, and then it is going to go direct at 10 degrees of Taurus, which is not until January 18th of next year. So Uranus is the planet of innovation. It's the planet of chaos. It's the planet of, um, things being turned upside down, expecting the unexpected. Um, it is one of those times when you don't know what you're going to get because that's the nature of Uranus. So if it's going back over planets that you have now, 14 degrees Taurus to 10 degrees Taurus is going to be the hot spot. And if you are having planets in Taurus at, at those degrees or Scorpio, Aquarius, and Leo, you are going to feel this transit more than everybody else because they're going to be squares and oppositions to your planets. And 
Uranus is stepping back to help us not just embrace our own innovation and our own, you know, Uranus is very creative and our own creativity, but it's also asking us to where we've been, where we've changed things in these last months. Where do we want to change things? And remember, Uranus is in a dance with Saturn. So they will come together one last time in that square at the end of the year, December 24th, but they are also really very much about, you know, breaking free Uranus from the old paradigm and breaking free from things that you have been down that road a thousand times and where you don't want to um, repeat yourself and out of fear. You know, Saturn is where we have to go for, confront our fears and anxieties. And it is not necessary to keep going back down the same road. Uranus is telling us that. And Uranus is saying, well, hey, you know, it's time for you to embrace change. And it's we're being given the opportunity from, you know, this week till January to see where maybe we have done some embracing of change, but where we need to sort of relearn the lesson about what changes we wish to embrace and how to implement them. And Uranus is always topsy-turvy. <laughs> so if things get a little weird this week, okay, so they get a little weird this week. So let it be weird, accept it. And Uranus is also a bit of an agitated planet. You know, when you get Mars with Uranus, which is not happening this week, um, you get, you know, you get agitated people. <laughs> um, when you get, you know, maybe Venus with Uranus, you maybe you have a little bit of a, a thing with your loved ones, um, and so on and so forth. But But Uranus is definitely asking us to step back, look at where we have needed to make changes in our lives and maybe where the change is asking to be made and we have to review it and really let go of the past to embrace this change. Okay. And I can just say change, 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 but it's not just change. It's innovation. It's it's what you might be afraid of embracing because, oh my goodness, my life as I know it will not be the same. Yeah, that's what outer planets do. Um, and as my teacher used to say, they don't care what you have planned. And Uranus really doesn't care what you have planned. It's going to throw the curveball, and you're just going to have to run with it. And you are going to find places in these next months that you thought you embraced the change deeply, but maybe you need to go another level within to get to the other side of this. It's complicated. Outer planets are not obvious. They um, work on the collective, you know, the collective unconscious. They work in ways of our own subconscious minds and what we are not necessarily aware of when planets go retrograde Things come from the subconscious to the surface to assist us in releasing our old patterns. And that's why it's good to have a retrograde planet every now and again, because you get to go in and find out where the old pattern is and how you can sweep it out of the cobwebs of your subconscious. 
Everybody loves to hold on to old stuff, don't you? Don't you have a closet full of things that you don't need? And if somebody who came in and like was an organizer and said, you don't need these, and you'd say, yes, I do, because because these three reasons, and I've had them, and blah, 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 you know. It's the same thing with your mind. <laughs> it's the same thing with your mind. Your mind holds on to stuff and we get triggered and we get reminded and we get, um, you know, we get to hold on to things and then something comes along like Uranus retrograde and says, you really don't need this anymore. Saturn wants to hold on to this, but I'm telling you to throw it away. Okay. So like clear out your closets, you know, and so here we are clearing out the closets of the subconscious mind and how important that is. Uh, you know, Taurus is material goods. You may literally be clearing out your closets. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't wear this anymore. Um, so those are those, that's always a good shift. You know, you, you, you feel different when you've cleaned out the drawers and the closets and stuff. It's sort of like that. It's that relief, that release, that difference in what you had before and what you don't need anymore. And it's good to let go of things, let go of, you know, sometimes we have to get let go of relationships. Sometimes we have to let go of um, friendships. Sometimes we have to let go of the past. Sometimes we have to let go of just a comment that was made to us and not get to it uranian snit which is you know i know better than you so in any respect that is the big one of the week uranus is going retrograde now of course of course it's sunday it's happening thursday it's happening this is it we're already in it you know uranus is stopping in the sky so if you say well deb said thursday but today is weird you know you say that on monday well it's that's that's it babe <laughs> And maybe you don't feel it right away. You feel it Saturday. Maybe you wake up on Thursday morning and you go, oh, God. <laughs> I'm so glad it's the end of the week. But on Thursday, a happy aspect, the sun is opposing Jupiter. And the sun is opposing Jupiter as it gets ready to leave Leo because Jupiter is at the end of Aquarius. So that is sort of a mitigating thing. The sun, Jupiter, we get to look at where we feel enlightened, We where we get to look at where we feel our philosophical beliefs are, you know, we get to shine a light on our philosophical beliefs. You know, it's an opposition. Um, be careful about overindulgence. Be careful about, um, you know, overconfidence. So especially with Uranus doing it turnaround that day. So Thursday is going to be interesting. You know, the sun opposite Jupiter only happens once a year and because the sun does not go retrograde and it's the sun is the faster moving planet. So Jupiter gets this opposition from the sun every year and we can open our minds a little more, open the door a little more. And, you know, with, with Uranus being the ruler of Aquarius and Jupiter is in Aquarius, this is all connected. So this is about innovation. This is opening your mind, opening your heart, opening the corners of your mind that were resistant to ideas that may not necessarily be what you thought before. So we all have to be open-minded, okay? Yeah. Now, what we are now looking at then after that is next Sunday when we meet again on this lovely podcast, we are having another full moon. And the full moon from several weeks ago, right now it's three weeks ago, but next week when we have the full moon, it will be four weeks ago that we had an Aquarius full moon. So this is the blue moon. This is the second Aquarius full moon within four weeks. And so this happens 
not very often, and that's why there's the expression once in a blue moon. And um, it's called the sturgeon moon. Um, you'll have to look in your farmer's almanac for that um, reason, because I don't remember it. And so this is very interesting because it is at the very end of the sign. So it is at 29 degrees Aquarius, and it's in the, you know, early morning, this region of the world. Um, you know, for me, it'll be about 6 a.m., and Eastern time, it'll be about 8 a.m. And what's going to happen is the sun will be at 29 degrees of Leo, which is aligned with the fixed star Regulus, which is the king. And it will be opposite the Aquarius full moon at 29 degrees of Aquarius. So we are at the very edge, the ending of the Leo time period. We are at the ending of the um, relationship that the sun is having to Jupiter, which is happening a couple days before, we are leaving Leo behind. We are going into Virgo. And in fact, the sun will enter Virgo in the afternoon on the same day as the full moon. So the full moon is going to happen. The sun will, you know, the moon will oppose the sun and the sun will move on to Virgo later that day, a few hours later. So this is next Sunday is a big one. We're going to have a full moon and then the sun moves on. And so why I brought up Jupiter again is because Jupiter is very close to the full moon. So the moon will uh, conjunct Jupiter hours before it makes the opposition to the sun that is the full moon. But to my estimation, this is a full moon with Jupiter in Aquarius. Okay. And I would consider that. So there's, there's going to be, you know, it's not just going to say, hi, Jupiter, bye, Jupiter. Okay. Now the sun, this is, this is all getting revved up for the same dynamic. And when that, this is all very connected because when that sun and Jupiter oppose on Thursday, you know, it, we're starting that, okay, that opposition, the sun opposite the moon, and Jupiter is involved in this, and Uranus, because Uranus rules Aquarius. And this is where the full moon is occurring, in Aquarius. So this is a very Aquarian-Uranian week. And so especially the latter half of the week is is in this, this Aquarian realm, which is, you know, again, definition, a little chaos, a little bit of very high intellect, um, interest in things like science and technology. We may hear some announcements about technology. Um, Aquarius is, you know, the, the person who might be contrary, but also brilliant, but also genius, but also crazy, but also chaotic, all of those things. And most importantly is you you never know with Uranus. Okay. You can, I can, you and I can sit down and write down a thousand things, as I've said many times on this podcast, a thousand things that could happen during this full moon and Uranus station. And we may never come up with the one thing that really does happen. So ride the wave, ride the new, the full moon, it's not a new moon, it's a full moon. Ride the full moon, and we're going to be back again next Sunday to discuss all these juicy tidbits of information that happened to everybody during the Uranus station, the sun opposite Jupiter and the moon opposite the sun after the moon greets Jupiter. So this is, this is a very interesting bunch of aspects, and they are all related. So remember now, when we had the last full moon, it, the moon was ruled by, Aquari by Aquarius's ruler, Uranus. 
Now, when we have this full moon in Aquarius, its ruler is going to be retrograde. So there's a different dynamic happening with this full moon than there was at the last one. It's our job to figure out what that is. It's not going to be, oh, la-di-da, it's another full moon. Look at it up in the sky. It's pretty. Yeah, there's that. But there's also, there's a very strong Uranian dynamic going on here. So Uranus will still be very slow in the sky. It's not trotting along as it normally does because it will have just turned retrograde and it will be slow. So um, it will still be at 14 degrees of Taurus. And while that does not necessarily make a big deal aspect to this full moon, um, it is going to give us um, a vitamin shot this week of Aquarian energy. So be wild, be creative, be innovative, think big, think broad, think differently, turn things upside down and look at things outside the box. That's the best way to handle these aspects. And just sit back and go for the ride because what else can you do with Uranus? You just got to say, okay, this is weird. All right. <laughs> but all right. I just like, you know, and Fancy running into you here, and wow, I didn't think I'd ever hear from you again. And people pop out of nowhere, and people show up, and things are, things are unusual and different. Accept it, roll with it, go with it. You know, just enjoy it and see where that, um, that full moon takes you. And it should have something to do with the full moon from several weeks ago, which, you know, they're sort of bookends, one at the very beginning of Aquarius, one at the very end of Aquarius. And like I said many times before, that full moon that we had a few weeks ago was at the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Hmm. Another thing Aquarius rules is communities and groups. And I have to say, Saturn in Aquarius all this time is really a little bit, it's making a, more divisions in groups and communities. People get divided. It's important to create groups and communities. Now I have groups and communities that I have created and that I'm part of, and some of them are really good. And some of them are under a lot of stress. And I find that the stressed ones are the ones like really getting hit with that Saturn. And, um, I just want Jupiter to hopefully smooth things over for everyone so that, you know, the community is, is a happy, thriving one again. Um, Saturn can really divide a community when it's in Aquarius. Even though it co-rules Aquarius, it was the ancient ruler of Aquarius, it could still, you know, put a thorn in the side of the community. And um, that group dynamic, Aquarians and their group dynamic, you know, we are the sign of groups and communities. And, you know, like I said before, it could be your book club. It could be your astrology group, whatever. Um, it could be where you live. And sometimes there's just moments when Saturn passes through there that is, it's just complicated. So kind of have patience, got to have patience. There's a lot of agitation, uh, and in the world right now, and we have to just be, try to be peaceful about it and allow ourselves to be, um, you know, just, just not dragged through the mud of, you know, divisions that Saturn can cause in our communities. So 
there you go, Aquarius. Have an Aquarian week. <laughs> Enjoy it. Do the great things Aquarians do. Read something interesting and deep and mind-expanding and mind-bending. And um, be innovative in your thoughts. Think outside the box. Enjoy the roller coaster ride. And um, I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful week. And I thank you for listening. Always gratitude and much love to one and all for listening. And again, you know, I've had some nice letters from people. If you want to drop me a line, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. I'm on Instagram at the golden astrologer and twitter at deb astrology and certainly there is this podcast and my website if you'd like a session thegoldenastrologer.com book online and there's lots of things to choose from there so uh blessings greetings happiness uranian roller coaster rides have a beautiful week thank you for listening